1: Good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house this morning, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who's on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com dot com, and from Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad to have you guys here this morning on Saturday, and I'm gonna kind of cut down the formalities, but let you guys know that if you want to check us out, go to SonsOfLibertyRadio.com dot com or SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. dot com. We, for those of you on YouTube, I told you yesterday, same thing today. Except I helped you guys out. I, I really did. Uh, Because some of you guys are watching by your phone and you say it's hard to get to the sidebar to see what was going on there. So what I did was at sonsoflibertymedia.com, I have made this little guy right here. This is at the top of the page. It is a link. All you got to do is click that and it goes right to the live stream when we're live. When we're not live, it's not there. There's some icons there you can follow or you can... Subscribe to the YouTube channel or whatever's lit up there uh, in that space, Bradley will come on too. so when when you need to to connect, that's where you can find us. If you don't see us on one of the places, this is where you can connect okay So for those listening my YouTube, because of what we're covering today, uh, same thing as yesterday because of YouTube and their non-medical doctor from uh, sorry, wrong scene there non-medical doctor at the um, the Whiskey Hotel Oscar, um, <laughs> the CDC, and all the other people because of their policies and things, we're going to move off of YouTube, okay? We're going to be on sonsoflibertymedia.com where I just said, just go over there, click on that link, you'll see the live feed, okay? We're going to do that and get that out of the way right now in 5, 4, 3, 2, one, right? So we are off of YouTube right now, and uh, that way we don't have to worry about getting a strike or getting pulled for the things that we're going to talk about uh, here on the show today. Now, joining me today is our health and wellness expert, Kate Shimerani, who we're happy to have with us, and also Dr. Kevin Corbett, who often, he's becoming quite regular now, aren't you, Kevin? (laughs) And, uh, we also have Dr. Andrew Kaufman, Kaufman. I, I told them I was trying. I got to get the names right. And Carrie Maday uh, on with us today as well. And so, welcome, guys and girls, to the Sons of Liberty. Hi. Good
2: morning. Good morning Hi. to everyone.
1: Yes. Yeah, oh, good, good morning. <laughs> yeah, and, and I got to tell you, Andrew, you um, you look twenty years younger, man. You let your hair grow out, <laughs> and, and you look twenty years younger. Uh, these guys have, have, were part of um, something called Ask the Expert. It was a, about a 20- 20 or 25-minute video where various medical professionals, doctors, nurses, there was an acup- acupuncturist there, somebody writes in a medical journal and all these kinds of things, and uh, they put out a video. I'll have that in the archive. I don't want to waste our time with that because what I want to do is get right to you guys, and I'm going to let you bat around what you've seen this week specifically and any other information that you want to give as far as this rollout of the vaccine or any news that's been buried or things that uh, the media has not brought out to the public's attention about these, you know, rush through vaccines, the things that we don't know long term, that's, that's uh, a possibility of that. And so let me go ahead and turn it over to Kate, to you first, and then we'll just go down the line. Kevin, if you want to come after that. Dr. Kaufman, if you want to come after after uh, Kevin and uh, Carrie, if you want to come after Dr. Kaufman, we'll do that. And uh, but go ahead, Kate, and kick off. What's what's one of the big things that you've noticed this week and the rollout uh, that's going on there? I want to turn it over to you.
2: Well, there's clearly um, they You know, they're on the run because they're using so much propaganda to get the people to believe that they need this vaccine huge blackout on anyone that will speak the truth. And even though you have absolute experts, even an ex-employee of Pfizer saying it's not safe. um, I myself, which I think you've shown, did a two hour interview with Sky News, and there was a 20 20 second little clip of it. And uh, they use that as propaganda because I'm the biggest uh, anti-vaxxer in the UK, the most dangerous woman. Um, And then we saw uh, this. uh, She was supposed to be, I believe, 80, 80, I think it was, Kevin, uh, or 90 year old woman uh, being wheeled out to have this vaccine. I'm telling you, she looked in better, Nick, than me. And uh, there was no way that she was that age. It was so obvious. And then another little thing that was quite interesting and. You know, I'm sorry if it offends people, but everyone who knows me knows I speak the truth. Um, If you're you're morbidly obese, you're going to exponentially increase your risk of many diseases, much greater than the death rate from COVID-19 if you do indeed believe that this does exist. And we saw three very morbidly obese medical healthcare professionals assisting with the vaccine. And we saw a man who was almost as wide as the box that he was delivering with the first vaccines. And I thought, is this, is this some kind of joke that they are in in plain view? And, and we've seen all this happening. And, and then on the news constantly, I myself don't have a license. I don't really watch TV, but I've been sent little clips of people. There was a gentleman in a big empty football stadium saying, you know, we need this vaccine And there's a couple of people uh, developing apps for the phone so they can scan when you arrive for your game to see if you have indeed had the vaccine. And you can't purchase a ticket from Ticketmaster unless you've had this vaccine. Um, So what they're using is they're they're telling you (coughs) and they're, they're telling nurses and doctors that they've got to have it. Incidentally, the nurses, many of them are coming to me now. They want to be out on the streets. They want to march So it was okay Well, you know, you know who you are. You were doing your TikTok videos and accepting all your discounts and accepting your food parcels. God always collects his debts and you lied. And now they're going to make it policy. And this is what happens. This is what happens when you get in bed with the devil. So they're using lots of propaganda to almost tell people, um, you can have your life back if you have this poison well, it's a bit of a double double jeopardy thing. You know, if you have that poison, you aren't having any life and certainly not the one you think you're having. And uh, it's very clever the way it's being rolled out. It is a pantomime. They are using the most ridiculous ways to roll it out. And anyone that states anything other than the narrative is, is being shut up. And then in the UK alone, we have the best clown and joker ever. And... Um, He did say in his 2019 public address at the United Nations that we were indeed the epicentre in the UK of this technology where they could listen, the lampposts, this is what he said, would listen to your every word, be involved in all aspects of your life and they had the technology to deliver medicines around your body on something the size of a red blood cell. Well, as they've shut down all the cancer treatments and many, um, even breast cancer diagnosis has just dropped dramatically. That's because no one's going to the hospitals. Uh, Everything's being closed, shut down. You're not getting your treatments. You're not getting anything because it's now the COVID service. So what they're doing is they're just brainwashing everyone and brainwashing them into thinking, if you have this, then you can have your life. And, And a little test run for that was give them all a gag and ask them to wear it. And if they acquiesce, they know that the next thing is the vaccine. So that's kind of what's been happening in the UK. And then last night, I found an email from the very BBC reporter who used my own son against me, who's very young and naive. She wants to now interview me. So um, this is going to be an interesting one to see what the next round of bullets are. Um, And I'm going to do it. So that's kind of what's been happening in the UK. I don't even need to go into, I'm going to let my wonderful colleagues sitting in a row next to me, go into, we all know what's in the vaccine. My plumber will be able to tell people what's in the vaccine. The public are informed. They're out there. So when we're told that people are waiting for this vaccine and they're all queuing up, I would absolutely guarantee that queue is going to be quite small or they'll herd them all into the one queue, film it and tell the rest of the world that look, everyone's in line, they're lying. This plan is falling on its face that fast that they're going to have to come out with the next weapon quickly.
1: I agree, I agree. Uh, Kevin, let, I'm gonna be changing up this this system here because everybody's seeing uh, the the scenes here with uh, and I I don't know why. But uh, it's supposed to be bringing up um, – it's supposed to be in a full-screen view, and for whatever reason, it's not. And uh, we're having a little – I'm having a little trouble with that. So let me, let me fix this here. But, Kevin, if you want to go ahead, um, you chime in now um, on, on what your thoughts are, what's rolled out this week as well. Well,
3: it's quite a lot, really. I mean, despite the, the obstruction and the censorship that the mainstream media have – and that's been quite effective. There is huge amount of um, what they're calling vaccine hesitancy amongst the public. And that's a very interesting term. And by that, they mean people know these vaccines are dangerous, they have dangerous constituents, and they know that there's all sorts of concerns around them. Even though the general public may not be informed by the mainstream media, the way the internet works and the way um, society is today, you cannot keep a lid on on the truth, and the truth has got out. And there's been several developments in the EU, really, in the European area, in the last week, last couple of weeks. One is the, um, as Kate mentioned, the Pfizer ex scientist has come out uh, saying uh, that the tests are flawed, the PCR tests are totally flawed. And we've been part of a paper that's gone public and it's gone on the internet describing how the PCR tests are fatally flawed and that there aren't any viral isolates to underwrite the stages in the test. And also the European Union has been petitioned to immediately stop vaccination and to, uh, due to the dangers of the vaccines, all the constituents that that we've advertised that have. Are incorrect and are dangerous. They've all been put in the document to the EU. So basically, this information's out there. Maybe be ignored by the mainstream media, but it is being picked up and it does percolate through, and it does create a situation whereby the the United Kingdom authorities are having to go into overdrive with this ridiculous PR effort to um, you know roll out a vaccine that is totally dangerous and is going to have impact on people's long-term health and negative impact and on the health of their children in successive generations. And what you're seeing now is this push by the National Health Service in the UK to get the vaccine out. And a lot of doctors are dissembling over this. They know that it's not safe, but they're not coming out in public saying this. And they're using all sorts of excuses not to deliver the vaccine, which is very interesting. They're sitting on the fence. They're saying they haven't got enough money. The primary care networks in the UK are dissembling over it and saying they need more money. But a lot of doctors, when you talk to them off the record, doctors, nurses and paramedics and other healthcare professionals, they know that these vaccines are dangerous, but they won't come out in public and tell the truth. And that's a very interesting situation. So you've got, it's like an onion, really. You've got sort of layers to this, layers of truth speaking over this. And we're all being labelled here as anti-vaxxers and as crazy people because that's one way the media likes to stigmatise the truth. But the public really have picked this up, which is interesting. And every time they hear the word anti-vax or you know, conspiracy theorist or denialist. They're keying into what people are saying. And there was a lot of airplay for Kate's um, presentation on Sky News recently and a lot of good feedback from that. So this is something we're having to deal with. But really, the authorities are in overdrive. They're pushing this out as fast as they can. They've got COVID testing centres everywhere everywhere. Uh, near me is one of the big universities in the UK, University College London. I'm an ex-student of that a long time ago. Alumni, and I was there yesterday using the library and I managed to get in without wearing a mask, uh, which I won't do. I will never mask. And then I noticed the students are all very, very conformist. They're all lining up, waiting to be tested like sheep or cattle. This is very sad to me to see this. This conformism amongst the public especially amongst the undergraduate postgraduate student body because normally they're the ones to think critically about things but unfortunately the way the the woke culture has gone here in the UK they've become very very um unthinking and uncritical but basically the two major things has been the the record the the call to to withdraw and to retract the drosten test the PCR test, and this has gone public. This is all on Twitter, on social media, and there's been no response yet from the journal that published the initial paper in January, but the paper should be, the PCR test should be withdrawn, the paper should be withdrawn. But you see, the thing is, I'm thinking more and more that, you know, because there's very poor, if no real evidence, that there is a viral agent called SARS-CoV-2, that basically these science arguments have become a bit of a sideshow that we get trapped into, and we have to obviously get into these science arguments because they're important. But the reality is this, that they're rolling out a new economic framework, a new um, fiscal environment around the globe, around the whole of this fake narrative of the virus, This is being brought in. People call it the new world order or the technocratic environment, whatever you want to call it. But you can see it taking root. And and this is coming in on the back of this fake narrative. And this is now what we're having to to fight and we have to confront. And I think viruses, tests, antiviral drugs that are all dangerous, they're an important debate that we've all been involved in right from the get-go. But now we're finding this environment is taking hold, this masked environment, this corona-apartheid environment where people are going to be divided, not just on whether they wear masks or not, but whether they have a vaccine or not, and whether it's detectable in their body by screening and scanning in the public sphere. And this is really a very, very... We knew this was going to happen. We've all predicted it. But the mainstream media haven't really taken this because they're part of the whole approach and they're supporting this globalised technocratic world order. And, you know, I I really can't find another word to to describe it, except it is a new order. So this is what we need to, to fight. And in the UK, as Kate said, you're seeing doctors and nurses being dragged out to do these dramas of vaccination And you can see they're all gerrymandered images. Uh, and As you can see, the healthcare professionals themselves are grossly overweight and toxic in in, in terms of their bodies. And and this is something that the public is seeing on a daily basis now. These gerrymandered PR exercises to try and ram this vaccine down people's throats. And it won't just be one vaccine. After this, there'll be others, there'll be a new wave of viruses, there's something else. So it'll be every six months, every year, every eight months, every whatever they want to decide, depending on the spurious science of the R number and, and, and COVID, SARS-CoV-2, SARS-CoV-3, whatever they want to say. And I think this is what we have to fight now, this, this imposition in society, this gradual erosion well, it's not gradual anymore. It's a total erosion of our human rights and our ability to to be autonomous and to be sovereign in our bodies.
1: Yes, uh, and uh, Kevin, I, when we had uh, Dr. Kaufman on earlier, you just said something that that he brought up as the first time I heard it. And Dr. Kaufman, if you want to speak to that and then and then talk about you know the things that you're seeing over this past week, uh, is that from your When you were on the show before, you talked about looking at the papers and not seeing any evidence of any new uh, virus, any new disease or any of that kind of stuff. And I think Kevin was hitting on that, too. That's what Kevin has challenged his own government to provide was provide evidence that what you're saying exists, exists. And they remain silent over that. Do you want to tell us the things that you've discovered this week, what, what you've seen as well?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I want, I agree with this um, aspect of uh, that the scientific information is very important, but it is, as Kevin said, somewhat of a sideshow, because the thing is, if you really look at the scientific uh, evidence objectively, what you see is there's a mountain of evidence on one side and almost no evidence on the other. So it's really not controversial from a scientific point of view, but the reason it's so difficult to get this information out is because what is actually the scientific truth is very contradictory to what the mainstream media narrative is. And this is where you have uh, problems with, um, you know, difficulty looking at actually objective information um, instead, just believing uh, sensationalized uh, facts that um, are cherry picked and not really presenting the whole picture. So it is absolutely true that there's never been any causative agent of a new disease or even, a solid criteria or set of criteria that defines a new disease that has been present worldwide or any characteristics thereof. So that we really have is nothing new. And we've seen that pretty much all over the world. We have not really had any excess deaths uh, overall this year, although we did see some unusual spikes in deaths uh, due to lockdown policies and medical procedures that's been well documented elsewhere. But bringing this to, to uh, the current week, you know, obviously, this is a monumental um, turning point in this whole pandemic situation, because now we have, for the first time, um, a new brand new vaccine for um, a disease that hasn't really been proven to exist, approved in less than one year, or not approved. I, actually, it's very important to say that it is not approved, these authorized for use, right? Because By bureaucrats.
1: Is- <laughs> By <laughs> right.
0: Right. Actually, exactly. Exactly. By, you know, people who have a revolving door from the pharmaceutical industry to being a government bureaucrat. And they've authorized this for emergency use. And it comes with a get out of jail free card, which is immunity from liability. So any companies that stand to make billions of dollars, right, because, you know, they plan to administer this vaccine far and wide to everyone on the planet, according to Bill Gates, so we're talking about huge money and zero liability. So governments around the world have released vaccine manufacturers from liability for their products. So if it kills a million people, they can't be sued even once um, as a result of that. So this is a very you know lucrative and, and good business model. But I want to remind everyone that what's really driving these policies is the testing results. And, you know, as Kevin mentioned, and others, it's been extremely well documented how flawed this PCR test and the other related tests are. I mean, so much so that we really don't even need to discuss it. It's like this test is no better than rolling the dice. And when you participate with this test, you're essentially giving fuel to take away our freedoms. So I want to urge people out there, please, for no matter what the cost, you need to refuse this test because it's never going to end. And the tests are what drive the case numbers, and the case numbers are what drive the policies that restrict us. And this is going to be the way it's going to go on from now on. And they're trying to, you know, in the United Kingdom, uh, as everybody knows, they want to test every single person every single week, right? So this is a recipe for continued disaster. And I want to also remind people that the way that they do this test, where they insert this nose swab several inches to the back of your nose, okay, it's it's a very unpleasant experience, that this is fraught with danger. Now, um, it took me a while to figure out what might be going on here, but eventually I found a lot of research where they're experimenting with delivering drugs to the nervous system through the nose. And essentially, the reason they go all the way to the back very far in that direction is to get access to what's called the trigeminal nerve. And this is one of the cranial nerves that goes straight into the brain. And there's research that shows that if you can get those nerve cells to take up a drug or a therapeutic or a chemical, that it can actually go directly into the brain and bypass the blood-brain barrier. Now, I haven't tested any of these swabs to know if there are any kind of adulterants or drugs that are in there, but I have heard reports of people getting sick after taking this test um, in strange ways. And um, I think there is a risk, even if you're just putting a blank swab in there, um, I think that this is a really unnecessary and devious um, procedure. So let's get now to the vaccines, which is the latest intervention. And, you know, there's lots of talk about it becoming required and used to coerce us into participating in various aspects of society. And let me just remind everyone that that no vaccine has ever been developed and approved in such a short timeline. And there is very... Uh, many shortcuts that have been taken to achieve that. And there is no long-term safety data. And we know that um, the safety results in the testing so far has not been all that good. So I wanted to go over um, what the FDA and the CDC expect from the vaccine, because just yesterday in the United States, the Pfizer vaccine was authorized for use. And next Thursday, they're going to be deciding about the Moderna vaccine. And it's also expected to be authorized. So, according to what I read uh, yesterday, um, early next week, the first people in the United States are going to be able to receive these um, injections, and they just like they did last week in the UK. So, if you go on the CDC website, and Tim, I can uh, give you the link for this, there is a slideshow that was prepared uh, right uh, before Halloween called CBR plans for monitoring COVID-19 vaccine safety and effectiveness. And this is uh, from Steve Anderson, who is a PhD and he's director of the office of biostatistics and epidemiology at the FDA. So in this slideshow presentation that was given to a group of people in the government who are going to basically be monitoring what happens after they roll out this vaccine in a large scale. And so they have a list of bad reactions that they expect to find and that they're going to be looking for. And they say that these are subject to change, of course, because they haven't rolled this out yet, but the list is really frightening. So uh, I'll just go through, and these are all very serious conditions. So we have Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is a type of paralysis. We have acute disseminated encephalomyelitis, which is inflammation of the brain and spinal cord, um, basically would lead to death transverse myelitis, that's another uh, disease of the spinal cord that's similar to polio and can have all kinds of sensory and motor symptoms. Then we have one category, which is encephalitis, myelitis, encephalomyelitis, meningoencephalitis, meningitis, uh, encephalopathy. And so these are basically just any part of your central nervous system that is inflamed. Then we have convulsions, seizures. Uh, Then we have stroke, We have narcolepsy and cataplexy, and that would be where you would just uh, be wide awake and suddenly fall asleep and become paralyzed and drop to the ground. Um, Anaphylaxis, which is a life-threatening allergic reaction. Acute myocardial infarction, so heart attack. They're saying that they expect it to cause heart attacks. Myocarditis and pericarditis, and those are essentially um, infections or inflammation of the heart and the sac around the heart that can result in heart failure. Autoimmune disease, um, that would be like lupus or rheumatoid arthritis. Deaths, pregnancy and birth outcomes, which would be like birth defects or pregnancy complications like um, miscarriage. Um, other acute demyelinating diseases, and that would be things like multiple sclerosis. Non-anaphylactic allergic reactions, so that could be like um, hives or, or uh, itching. Um, thrombocytopenia, that would be low blood platelets, uh, which could cause bleeding, uh, problems and even death, um, disseminated intravascular coagulation, which would be essentially blood clots throughout your, uh, blood vessels that, uh, usually results in death, uh, venous thromboembolism, that would be basically, um, blood clots in your venous system that could go to your lungs and cause death, um, arthritis and arthralgia, Uh, Kawasaki disease, that's a a heart uh, problem in children, Uh, multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children, that's like a life-threatening condition. And last but not least, vaccine-enhanced disease. And what that is, is if that you would still get the same disease that the vaccine is supposed to prevent, but it would actually be more severe as a result of getting the vaccine, which is the opposite of what a vaccine is supposed to do. So, Tim, I'll leave you with that, because anyone pondering getting the vaccine, and it may be, they may be coerced or asked to get it for work, I want you to think about all those things that may happen as a result of you taking the vaccine when you make your decision.
1: Yeah, and I do have that, uh, I do have that link, I was going to mess with the thing, uh, the computer here and bring that up, because I actually have the image of the things that you were reading off from the CDC, but we'll put that in the archive, and I made mention of it yesterday, because we were setting up to do uh just that but i appreciate you bringing that up because a lot of people they're being told it's safe it's effective oh we're running it through and they're not getting the part that, of what you said that these are these are bureaucrats they're not even they're not even doctors and i know a lot of medical doctors they side with with certain vaccines and things i get that but this is being rushed out by people who who don't have a clue as to what's in these things, what they do. We don't have any long-term tests. I think this is one of the things that uh Dr. Mede had had put out uh, or had said, we don't we don't know what this stuff will end up doing to our bodies. And uh and so I appreciate your input on that. And and speaking of such uh I've got tons of stuff I've got to read. Uh, from you, Carrie, uh, from last night, and also Kate. Kate's got me not just doing that, but on uh, <laughs> Mark Gaddafi, uh, of all people. I've got a video I've got to watch on that as well. But you sent me over a lot of information about those kinds of things, and you've spoken on that, that uh, there's a concern that you have of what the long-term, uh, not just what might happen you know, with the first shot or the second shot or any of these other kinds of things, but what the long-term uh, issues are for people's bodies. Do you want to speak to that and what you've seen this week as well? Because you've seen a lot. I know you've been digging a lot.
4: Well, yes, I've been putting out, I call them truth bombs, because this week has, uh, it's it's been monumental, I think. I think there is a shift in consciousness, there's a shift in the air. And it's, uh, it's good, because we're seeing uh, people pushing the agenda get a little Um, nervous, I think, and they're using all these different tactics and these advertisements that are crazy. But going back to what Dr. Kaufman was talking about, and Kate and Kevin can speak to this. Well, the UK is putting resuscitation centers where they're giving the vaccine. Come on, I have never heard of this in my life has, I don't know if you guys have, but not me, a resuscitation center where they're actually injecting the vaccines. There is an immediate reaction. That's what that's telling me. That these people, really shortly after they get the vaccine, um, they need to be resuscitated. Everybody listen to that. And we are only giving this out in, in small uh, amounts of people so far. What will happen when this goes out on a large scale? Okay? We don't know. So we have to think about that. then here in CNN reported that Dr. Kevin Moore of, a, of a vac, I'm sorry, immunization organization, I'd have to look exactly which one, But he said, listen, guys, when we give this vaccine out to people in long-term care facilities like assisted living, nursing homes, don't be surprised if a lot of people die. Because it's not from the vaccine. It's just because they would have died anyway. Wait a minute. So why would we be giving a vaccine to someone who would die within a few days? Does that make any common sense to you? None at all. It does not to me. I mean, they're actually saying this, that don't be alarmed if a lot of people die when we give the vaccine. Everybody need to wake up to this. This is crazy. And then on top of that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, in India, uh, there is a location there in uh, the last American Vagabond did a wonderful cover of this story where they announced that they had this, this past week, this strange... Illness that almost 500 people got very quickly within the couple of days of each other, and it was very strange. They had convulsions, loss of consciousness, uh, terrible headaches, um, fevers, etc. And they don't know why. They checked the water, but if you look, they were in the same area that they had launched these vaccines, and it would have it would have uh, reached this population of people about this, uh, the second dose would have been around this time of all these crazy symptoms. And of course, you mentioned 5g, I I don't know about that. But anyway, um, it was very interesting that all these vaccines were being launched at the same time of this mysterious illness too. So, you know, here we have all of these uh, dangerous things, just like Dr. Uh, Kaufman was talking about, as well as them warning us that people will die, and that we need resuscitation centers. And then the Pfizer says three people should not be getting their vaccine, those that could be allergic. What does that mean? Allergic to the vaccine? I have to laugh. And and when I laugh, it's my way of brevity because this is not science that I, I was trained in. This is not good medicine that I was trained in. This is like a soap opera that we're looking at because you shouldn't get the vaccine if you're allergic to it. How do you know? Because part of this vaccine has polyethylene glycol, well, at least Pfizer's does. And 70% of the population is allergic to it. How do you know until you take it? And an allergic reaction can be an itch, fatigue, or anaphylactic reaction where you might need to be resuscitated. Who wants to take that risk Um, above and beyond everything else in the vaccine? So also children, it's not been tested on children. They say maybe children shouldn't take, and of course, pregnant women um, you know, why are we launching something so dangerous like this, that we, we could be killing people immediately with the vaccine? This is, this is quite crazy. Um, and then also people need to realize that uh, this past week, you know, seeing uh, there's a push trying to get people to take the vaccine. I think a lot of people are saying, wow, this, this sounds dangerous. I don't want it. So we're starting to see religion being brought into it. We've been seeing that, but there's a large push right now. So the Irish uh, Catholic bishops are now saying, oh, Catholics, it's okay to have aborted fetal cells injected into you. Oh, what is going on? Uh, the world is upside down right now. What is happening right now? Um, the 700 Club in the United States and Canada, that's a very popular show that's, that's religious based. They're telling everybody they should get the vaccines. It's okay with these aborted fetal cells. Um you know, uh, oh oh, the Vatican, okay, and t- the 2020 nativity scene. Has anyone seen that? Uh, that is the strangest thing I've ever seen. Uh, Tim, can you explain what what your impression was? because my-
1: Yeah, I I'm gonna see if I can bring, I don't know if when I bring this up if it uh, I, I think I have to go off of a, uh, let me, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna drag it down here so people okay. will be able to see um what you've sent me okay
4: that looks like a beautiful nativity scene yeah i mean
1: you're talking about creepy this is the vatican nativity scene people
4: yeah i mean you see what they're trying to unveil and then it does there's another picture that you don't see right away i sent you but there's a man that looks like he's in a in an astronaut suit and then some demon, yeah, there you go. Yep. Oh my gosh, this is our nativity. Is this theme. a turkey?
1: Is this a turkey here? I don't know what's going on, but yeah, oh, some, you can see the you can see the bizarre you can see the bizarre nature of what's going on there. It's it's absolutely crazy. It really and, is.
4: I don't know if you have the, you probably don't have the video, but the uh, photo, which of the UNICEF, Norway's UNICEF advertisement, this thing, I'm still shocked. They have this dark red hat and a dress on this woman with long red nails, red lipstick. She's so pasty, unhumanly white. And then they have this sexy, seductive song. This is for UNICEF, a charitable organization. And then she actually licks the bottle of COVID-19 with her tongue. Yeah. And they're telling us to, to give money to UNICEF because they want our money so they can distribute more vaccines. Um, in, in the video, I don't know if they took it off because it was so horrific. If you actually watched it, that picture doesn't do it justice.
1: Yeah, it doesn't. This it. is
4: very demonic, very demonic. Um, and, and so I saw one after another after another of these advertisements. This is a re- religious push. But I also saw a shift in, in a lot of people online. People are saying, a lot of people are waking up saying, there is something seriously wrong here. No. And now there's this desperation, I think. They're doing crazy advertisements like this, pushing you with religion, saying, oh, yeah, don't worry when people die. I, I do feel like there's, there's a shift going on as far as the, um, uh, I think, the awareness of the general public. Maybe not everybody, but there, there is a lot of people that are saying there's something quite wrong here. So I, I'm happy to see that. Uh, there's so many different, I call them truth bombs that happened this week. So um, I don't know what else you want me to go into, but I really wanted to bring up those, those advertisements, the religious aspect of how desperate people are getting right now. that are pushing this agenda.
1: Oh yeah. It's in, and, and speaking of the, the woman in red, I mean, it's a, it's a very uh, sensual seductive kind of thing. I mean, you're talking, you're talking about, they're trying to present people's health, and then they're trying to seduce you. My camera's going out of thing. They're trying to seduce you with, you know, some chicken red with the really heavy lipstick. And you know, you need the thing. It's like if people are sick, if they're if they're dying from this this stuff, it's not like you ha- you should have to do this. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to unmute all you guys. Okay, uh, I, I was getting some feedback a minute ago, so that's why I, I went ahead and muted. But I'm going to let you guys chime in as you see fit on just sort of the introduction there, uh, because I know uh, Dr. Kaufman. I, I know that you said you could stay for the hour, and you may have to go. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll let you guys speak as as long as you need to, because I I think there needs to be challenge to the narrative. Uh, if if people if they're so sure, and you know, um, Carrie, one of the things that I saw that this is happening to you that's happening to to, um, uh, Kate is this challenge of things that you've said and you get surgeons coming out and all that, oh, this is crazy conspiracy stuff and this, that, and the other. And you read off the ingredients and it's like, well, I don't see where the problem is here. Kate's having it where, you know, they have somebody come into her her house. She invites them in her house for two hours to do an interview. They decide, oh, I want 20 seconds there. And, And Kate, if you don't mind, let me turn it over to you for a second tell people what they did. They come in there for two hours. They put you on Sky News for 20 seconds so that you can say, I don't see any evidence of, of the virus. And, uh, and yet give the, give the people the story of what the camera guy was doing there, because I find that hilarious. In fact, I want to bring that guy on the, on the radio show because, uh, the story was just so hilarious. Do you want to, do you want to tell people what went on there?
2: Well, they arrived at my door. I was asked the day before because I've done a podcast with Sky. Uh, Please do go search for that one. It was very good. Um, And they asked, could I do it? And it was about vaccines. They wanted to interview me about vaccinations uh, and in particular, the new vaccine. So they arrived at my door in two separate cars because of this COVID-19. They can't sit together unless you're a police officer in a van. And uh, they... Uh, arrived with a mask and I uh, obviously I'm not having anyone in my house with a dirty rag around their mouth that has got lots of bacteria in it and the cameraman was from Northern Ireland and he, I would say he's in his late 50s and we did have a chat and he'd lived through a, a lot of the troubles that went on there I love the way they're called troubles actually it's normally our government causing the trouble and the reporter he, he was literally the gray man his facial pallor was I I could have done a lot for him with nutrition. And uh, he was asking me and he kept trying to push, push, push. So you think this is a hoax? You think this is a hoax? And I said, I just wasn't going to be pulled down this because he wanted me to say it's a hoax because you can bet your bottom dollar that would have been the one line that they used. So I took no vaccine proven safe, no vaccine ever proven effective. The the virus hadn't been purified and there was no evidence that it actually existed. Uh, But... uh, he said, well, why would our government want to hurt us? And I said, well, why don't you ask your cameraman that? As soon as he'd he lived, <laughs> lived through Northern Ireland and everything else that happened there. And the cameraman started laughing. And we made a comment about, you know, the Guildford guys and the Birmingham Six. And uh, so the, I said to the, you know, the, the, the reporter, well, what, what do you think? And he said, well, I don't really think. I said, what, you're just a grey man. How dull. And um, and I said, well, will you, will you be getting the vaccine? And he said, well, they're going. We're going to have to have it for our job. And I said, so in other words, you're going to be coerced for your livelihood, which is exactly what they're doing. Uh, Dr. Kaufman's just read out all of the, you know, what can happen. Now, no, I know um, I know. I had a video up about the flu vaccine, which had a lot of uh, views. A teaching video, which was up last year. I know all of, about vaccines, as we all do here. The whole lie that is measles, um, which had been, if you believe you can catch a virus, had been eradicated by 98% before the, virus, the vaccine even came in. And one could uh, hypothesise with that trajectory that it would be 100%. You see it in areas where you get overcrowding, poor sanitation, poor medicine, poor food. And um, so, so what, what's actually happening is, People are just being totally coerced in other ways. Um, and it is, you can't work, you can't travel, you can't go to school. And so they're prepared to risk their lives, even though everything's listed there and everyone's being shut up. But what I do find quite interesting, if you, if you look at everything is an inversion, and, and from a Christian standpoint and, and biblical, it's an inversion. And the devil loves to show you. And we are told by Boris Johnson when he does his public addresses and Chris Whitty, the man in the skin suit, that um, they tell us what they're going to do. They tell us it's a tacit agreement in law. And, and unless we object, we're actually we're acquiescing. We're, we're accepting our own death. And it's like the devil's playing. It's all there in plain view for you. Everything's there in plain view. So... You know, when I hear people saying, we won't be able to go on this airline, I say, poppycock. One thing that history's told us, all the way through history, if we look every time they try to overpower the people, it doesn't win. Look at at smallpox vaccine in Leicester. The people rose, they were on the streets, they got battered with truncheons by the police and the anti-vaccine movement was born in the UK. Look backwards through history. Um, The crooks, they try... And you'll always get the racketeers. And people need to say no, and they need to ride the storm and prepare for a storm. You know, prepare, get prepping, because they're going to use every dirty dog trick in the book. Everything, they're going to throw it all at us. My people shall die through lack of knowledge. And just to to say before we move on to everyone else here on the panel, Genesis 121, everything you need, You find seeds of the fruits of the trees. That's vitamin B17, kills cancer cells. I am now of the opinion, absolutely. And I was taught the Rockefeller system that we can catch a virus. We can't. Our immunity comes from within. It's a cleanup operation. You live in a clean world with clean food, clean water, clean air. You don't get sick. Look at the Hanses in the Himalayas. They live till they're 120. And that's what it says in the Bible. You go around any graveyard. People born before 1911, living to the late 90s and over 100. I've gone all around many, many graveyards looking. My generation, they get sick in their 40s and their 50s. And nearly all of them are on four prescription drugs. It's a lock and load system. They inject you with the disease and the disease causing chemicals by telling you that you have no immunity and you can catch a virus when you can't. So, to give us a vaccine that hijacks the protein making machinery in our cells, the ribosomes, to make new viral components to train our immunity to attack a virus, they're training us to kill ourselves. That's what they're doing, training us to kill ourselves. Myself and Dr. Kevin Corbett, we are the medical revolutionaries. We expose the lies, we reveal the truth. And it is our intention to rip up this system and begin anew with with what it was intended to be. And that is clean living. We we have God created us in his image. Everything we need is in here, including discernment. Switch off the idiot's lantern in the corner of your room. Close the newspapers. Use them for picking up dog poop. And (laughs) sit with yourself. Read scripture. That's all they're good for. Read scripture. It's all in there. Any, you know, whatever your faith, read it, listen, you'll you'll find it within yourself. You'll know when you when I had cancer, breast cancer, I was sitting in my bed in total silence. And I heard that voice saying, Don't do it, don't do the chemotherapy. And I didn't, and it was nine years ago, after three peer-reviewed studies I read that said, after chemo, radio, tamoxifen, zolidex and surgery, 20% survival at two years, zero five in the in the cohorts that they chose. Well, I'm nine years. I've had nine years more from doing the Gerson therapy, which is all based on toxifying and replenishing your
1: body with God God's foods. It's all there. Yeah, yeah, and the you know the scripture does. Bradley's been hitting on that. I've hit it on it when we've talked about these things. The scripture tells us that the life of the flesh is in the blood. Moses said that thousands of years ago, before people understood what the what the circulatory system does, how it uh, ri- how it takes nutrients and oxygen to our body, uh, the vital organs that we have, how it gets rid of waste. I mean, it's just so vital to us. And then the issue of not mixing. Uh, not mixing these things within our bodies because of the problems that they produce, and they and it's funny. Um, Carrie was mentioning uh, how they try to you know poo-poo things uh, about. Well, we had this person die over here, but we can't really you know, put that to through the vaccine. We had these people show up with Bell's palsy. We we can't really put that to the vaccine. We just have to notate that it happened, but we can't really tie it to that. Well, then what's the point of the study if you're not going to do those things? Now, we're coming up against the end of the radio portion of the show. And uh, Dr. Kaufman, I don't know if you have to go or not, but what I want to do is, is give you, we've got about four minutes for the end of that. And if you want to stay, that's fine. But I want to give you that time in case you have to go. If you got uh, something that you wanna you wanna chime in on uh, since you last spoke,
0: yeah, I'd appreciate that um, because I you know I think we're, we're really all uh, aligned and uh, I mean it's great to be here with uh, the other people you've invited today because uh, you know everyone has uh, their unique contribution and and I want to thank you all. Um, looking over what's going on now, it, when you're out there, you know. I think you have to really, really think about what you're doing and make good choices, like really good choices right now, because we have enough history to see um, where this is headed. Because, you know, what was it? uh, Eight months ago, we were told that uh, if you just do some things for two weeks, right, to uh, quote unquote, flatten the curve, that everything will get back to normal right away. And here we are quite a a long time later, and it's been much further away from normal uh, rather than getting back there. And we see that people have agreed to things one at a time. So we've agreed, you know, to the two-week lockdown. Uh, Then we agreed to, you know, not fully reopen. Then we agreed to wear masks, right? And uh, then that became required for people's jobs. Um, Then came the testing, And the testing is now being required for a lot of people's jobs and other things. And now we have the vaccine, uh, which is not yet required, but we all know it will be because uh, it's been announced by several different uh, sources, right? Like think Qantas Airlines. So we see this stepwise approach to take away our freedoms and move toward this uh, medical technocratic surveillance state. Uh, where we will be monitored in terms of, did we get this vaccine for this disease? Or did we get exposed to that thing? Or did we take our uh, medications? Or, you know, even did we eat uh, the the specified foods that we're told to eat? Um, So this is just going to continue in this stepwise fashion to become more and more Uh, fascist essentially more and more totalitarian Um, you know the the true realization of all these science fiction stories that we grew up with like 1984 and a brave new world and the people out there you have the total power to change or determine the outcome of this trajectory because each time that you agree To do one of these things you're asked to do, you agree to take a test, you agree to take a vaccine, you agree to wear a mask, you're basically telling them that they are in charge and they can basically have you do anything they want, no matter what the reason, because there are no scientific bases or rational bases or benevolent bases for any of these policies whatsoever. In fact, they're all perpetrating widespread harm and even death uh, upon the people out there. So now is the time for you to to make a decision. And, you know, if you think that you're going to risk your job and your livelihood now, please realize that if you continue to cooperate, that there will not be any jobs uh, practically for anyone yep. um, in the future, and that you'll be responsible. Whereas all it takes is for that second person to say no. You know, so if they um, come at the office and they say you have to take a test or you have to take a vaccine or you have to wear masks and one person says no I won't do that you know they'll be made an example of uh, quite possibly and they'll be lose the job and then everybody else will fall in line
1: yeah dr kelson let me let me yeah. pause you just a second and I'll let you finish uh, let me close out the show here guys we okay. really appreciate you listening if you'd like to join us on <clears throat> facebook or Libertymediacom or dlive at the sons of liberty or periscope at setting rush fires or twitch at Setting brush Fires. Please do. We'll continue this on the other side. Appreciate you guys. Have a great Lord's Day, great weekend, and Lord willing, we'll talk to you at 6 a.m. on Monday. Adios. Okay, want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio uh, to the video platforms. We appreciate you guys hanging with us, and uh, all of our distinguished guests, we appreciate you. And Dr. Kaufman, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to close that out. So if you want to continue your thought, please do so.
0: Yeah. Um, so I was basically just saying how, you know, when that first person says no, that they, they may be taking a big risk. Right. But what happens is we need that second person because research shows that once that second person uh, comes on board, then other people follow. And all it takes is a few people to say no. And then what are they going to do? Let their whole workforce go? you know, the whole system will fall apart if we just have a few people saying no. And I want to put this responsibility to you, the listener, that if you have been saying yes to these things, it's time for you to change that response. And so that we can end this progression of tyranny.
1: Amen. 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 Uh, Kevin, uh, did you have something that you wanted to chime in on at this part too?
3: Well, I think what Dr. Kaufman has said and Dr. Mindy and, um, Kate Sharamani, i certainly support. And this issue of um, how much evidence do we need in the public domain to show that this is a scam, it's not scientific, and it has nothing to do with a virus. And it's about power, control and coercion. And at some point, people have got to think, how far further are they going to go along with this? This relies on the individual submitting. It's about submission. It's like a secular sharia in that sense, because it's not religious. It's not religious. It's not about belief in a god. It's about belief in a technocratic uh, form of understanding of the body or of the environment or whatever. And And in that sense, it is a satanic concept that's been unrolled and is being offered to people and it is offered to people people can say no just like the Nancy Reagan um, mantra in the 1980s about drugs when she said just say no people can say no and people still have that ability to refuse this and to walk away from it and 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 you do need the numbers to do that, I understand. And when you do that alone, you're going to be singled out. But the power in numbers is important. And that's one thing we've learned this year, Kate and I, from going up and down the country, speaking at rallies, all the activism we've been involved in. It's only successful when people come out and show themselves together and stand together. And then the the authorities back off, it crumbles. And I think what you're going to see here is based on history. We know that medicine is a double-edged sword. Biomedicine in in the modern world is kill or cure. And it's the same side, it's different sides of the same coin. History teaches us that. The history of vaccination has taught us that. The history of Nazi Germany has taught us that. The history has taught us Anywhere where medicine has been empowered and taken over by governments, it's been corrupted at a very basic level. And this is what you're seeing here now, is this corruption across the board, corruption in our culture, corruption in our bureaucracies, corruption in the scientific method by which these things have come about. And I mean the so-called identification of SARS-CoV-2 and the so-called licensing of these dangerous vaccines they've all come about through a corruption scientific method and indeed this is what links the three areas together for me because i had a great deal of difficulty with this in the beginning is why was covid being linked with 5g and with vaccination and the common theme for me is when you look at the 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 sociology of the science and the actions of the scientists and the scientific method Has been penetrated totally by vested interests, and you cannot believe the outputs from those those research methods and those research designs. And that's what we're seeing here with the approach to to radiation in the environment, to vaccination, and to this COVID nineteen and SARS CoV two virus. I would say is a fake. It's a fake and it's certainly a corruption of the medical method and the scientific method. And all these areas are linked together by this corruption that's become endemic. This is something that's happened. People have analysed it from Rockefeller, and onwards. And I don't really want to repeat all that. But I think this is where it comes down to. It comes down to N equals one. One person. One person being offered a test, a vaccine or antiviral drugs, all of which are very dangerous. And we know this. How many more scientists do we need to come and stand out in public? There's been so many. You know, this is what we saw with the AIDS and HIV issues in the 1980s and 1990s. It was confined to small groups. We all knew the science was corrupted. And now this is happening on a bigger scale that people are going to be waking up and they are waking up to the reality of what they have being offered and the corruption at the heart of what they're being offered. But it does require people to say no and to stop it in their own lives and to be a role model in their own lives to their families, to their communities and the networks that they operate in. There is no good wearing a mask to get through the day when you know it's totally non there's no reason for wearing a mask there's no reason having a vaccine or a drug when you know there's no reason for it the only thing that's doing this is social control and coercion and people know this at a fundamental level working class people know this and they know at their heart it's wrong they may not be able to understand all the PEG and the glycol and all the technical stuff and all the arcane nonsense that's talked about with the PCR. But they know at the end of the day, this has been fast-tracked, it's been pushed at them, and they know there's something very malevolent at the heart of it, pushing it. They need to go with that feeling, that Mm -hmm. understanding, and not discount it because it's not, you know, it may not be a deductive form of logic, but it's an inductive form of logic based on their experience and their observation. And that's what we need to hold on to. And we need to cradle that, we need to foster that. And we need to just challenge it every day. Go through the day, find one episode where you can push this back with somebody. Somebody might be your neighbor, your family member, or indeed somebody at church or, or online or whatever. But we need to encourage people to do this at a fundamental level. Otherwise, otherwise, it will end, I think, not just in civil div- disobedience, which is already happening in reality, but isn't being reported. It will end in people mobilizing and pushing back violently against the authorities, I have to say, because that's what will happen. You will have revolution. We've had it before, we've had revolutions every century several times we had you know the russian revolution overturning an oppressive regime we had the 1848 revolution we had vaccination revolutions you know they're common but do we really want to go there no we don't so people need to think about this how far they're going to give into this and accommodate it because you know sooner or later if you allow other groups to be picked off and to be interned or put in jail, you know, whatever, it'll come to you eventually, like it did in Nazi Germany. And you will have to agree or not to what's being asked for
1: you. So there's
3: huge issues here for the ordinary everyday person to think about in their own lives.
1: I agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. In fact, uh, let me just do this before I let Kerry jump in here again. You know, folks, it, on the Sons of Liberty, the one, the two things that we point to is we point to the Bible, and we point to the Constitution. Um, and that's obviously here for um, the United States. But one of the things that uh, that you have in your Constitution, if you're in the United States, is the Fourth Amendment, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, in their persons. Okay? Now, this talks about searches and seizures, but if you're if you're supposed to be securing your persons for searches and seizures, surely you're supposed to be securing your persons from somebody coming and sticking something foreign in your body that you don't want them sticking in there. And you know, Kevin, you were talking about people standing up and sometimes it's it's hard for people, especially if they're introverted um if they're if they're you know mm-hmm. not one that likes to make waves and people think maybe that that I like to make waves I really don't uh we talk about rocking the boat I don't I like to get along with people I really do but there's there comes a place where where you know something and even if you can't fully explain what it is you know something's wrong with whatever's going on there and I always encourage people look we're not here to spread doom and gloom I don't I'm not a fear monger I don't do that stuff I believe what the Scripture says, and I'm not looking at Revelation as something in the future. I see it as in the past. I see God's judgment upon Jerusalem, but I draw application from it. And you were saying, uh, uh, Carrie was making mention of the religious aspect of here and things of that nature, and it is an issue. Again, I tell people, go back to Deuteronomy 6. You want to know what that mark is? That right hand and that forehead deal is, it's about whether you're going to obey God's law or you're going to obey the tyrant's law. It's one or the other, and you're going to submit to them, and you're going to submit to them as God. And the Bible tells us this. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I will trust. Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. I mean, come on. If you're a Christian and you say you believe this book, do you believe that God does these things or do you not believe it? Because if you do believe it, it's not just you say, I, I hold it up here and I believe it, but I act on it. You go over into that Psalm 91 and it goes from there. You go into 1 Corinthians 15. We we hold to what our our our. Uh, forefathers held to, and that is there is no king but Jesus. Donald Trump is not king. The people in Congress are not king. They're not our leaders. They represent us. And when they're not following as good ministers of God, Romans 1, or excuse me, Romans 13, 1 to 7, if they're not doing that, they have to be removed. Why? Because we are the government here in America. I can't speak for other places, but in America, we're the ones to take responsibility. And over this issue, there should be a hue and cry again we don't want revolution we want reformation we want to return back to the law they want revolution they want to incite the people that's what they're doing with all the shutting down this is what i said months ago uh i said business owners need to open up they need to go armed Uh, you have the right to keep and bear arms open up your business when they come to try to shut you down you business owners have to stand together you have to stand together um, I was telling uh, my wife the other night uh, and a couple of the kids were in the kitchen. I said, yeah, in North Carolina, you know, the governor over there, he's decided uh, they're going to install a curfew. Well, one of my sons has just recently moved over into just across the line in North Carolina. And he goes, why? And I, and my other son goes, well, because COVID knows that you can't, you can't attack uh, before 10 PM. <laughs> it was just kind of funny, but this is the kind of ridiculousness that we're going to, you can have, Certain uh, international corporations have their business open, but mom and pop, oh, you can't have yours open, or if it's going to be very limited, and these kinds of things. So I, I just want to encourage people: we're not here to spread gloom and doom. Uh, I've asked uh, the, the the guys who are who have joined us, the ladies who have joined us, uh, if they would just simply point out things that they've seen this week, as as these vaccines began to roll out and, uh, and I appreciate your time to do that. Uh, Carrie, um, I'm going to give you another shot. If you want to, if there's something else that you want to hit on, because I tried to find the lady in red um, commercial and I had it the other day. I don't know what went on with, it. I should have downloaded it and saved it or whatever, put it up to my other archives that I have. I couldn't even, I can't even find, I can't find it anywhere. So if somebody has got that, you want to drop a link in here. I'll play it during the show. So people see exactly what was going on. But is there something else you want to hit on as well?
4: Oh, I I just want to say that I think in the media, they're dancing around the real issue. The real issue is that we are already at war, everyone. Wake up. We are at war. And it's not just a simple war like you've seen in the past for your bodies. This war is not just for our bodies, but our minds and our souls. And I am 100% sure of that wake up. That's why you're seeing everything at stake here. That's why you're seeing religion being pulled into this. That's why you're seeing the symbolism everywhere. It is a real thing. And if you don't believe it, start doing your own critical thinking and research. It'll open your eyes. This is the ultimate of all wars that is going on. It already started. So which side will you be on and how it plays out, how it goes on is up to us. And it sounds so overwhelming. It sounds so scary because their technology is light years above what we, the common people, know of. We can't fight them on that level. It's a frequency war, though. And so that's a good thing because when you're fighting on just the physical realm, the um, nanotechnology, all of that, that's a low frequency. We are spiritual beings. We are beautiful, shining, amazing, powerful spiritual beings. We have God in all of us, okay? So if we remember that, we tap into it, we are so powerful. Stop trying to fight on that level. We need to start being human, coming together, you know, becoming connected with nature, becoming connected with God. And I am telling you, it's like the kindling you see in a fire that goes, boom, like that. It'll light. And once we connect like that, there is nothing that can stop us. And I know that, and this is why I'm talking and I don't stop talking because this fire in my heart grows every day. And so it's not, you have to learn, you have to see the ugliness, you have to pull the veil back. You have to see how horrible it's been with pedophilia and human trafficking and people, the adrenochrome and everything that's going on and how we've been just killing each other and how the medicine is not what we thought it was. Vaccines are not what we thought they were. We need to wake up to the reality, even though it's painful, because this is what's been going on. But the good thing is, the good thing is things will change. We already know the outcome. (laughs) We know that we win. So the way it goes, the way it plays out all depends on us.
1: Amen. I and I I do think that that is this this is the key. Uh a lot of people will look at uh Christ and they'll say he's this little uh uh he's this little uh, you know effeminate pansy guy. But you know what? Jesus came and he says, "I didn't come to bring peace but a sword." And he's going to he's going to divide. There's going to be division. There's no doubt about that. But we want it between those who are doing who are wanting to do good, who want to honor God as God with their lives and those who are evil. And I believe that there is a very much a spiritual warfare. The Bible tells us that there is. That's where we're to put on the armor of God. Uh, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. As much as I like my guns and knives and everything else, the fact of the matter is that our battle is done in the heavenlies. It's done in our prayer closets. And then we have to go out and, as the old preacher said, put the shoe leather on. We've got to go walk in that. What we've asked God to do for us, we've got to go walk in it. We can't just say, I mean, David didn't just say, hey, um, you know, Lord, take down that giant. He had to go out there and gather some stones. He had to get his sling. He had to sling it there, trusting that God was going to win the battle for him. And that's where we got to be, people. Um, We can't be those who who feel defeated, feel worn down. That's what they want. They want the worn down. They want the defeatist. They want the, we can't do any any kind of thing um, to prevent what's going on. But uh, as Kevin said a little while ago, and I think Dr. Kaufman and what you were, you were just saying, Carrie, is one person can make a difference. Let me, let me give you, for instance, and then I'm going to turn it over to, to the one I'm talking about. Kate took a little stand on a radio station in a place called Uckfield. I mean, who named that place? She took one stand. And she became, they called her a national hero over there. God gave her a platform because she simply trusted God to speak out on some things that were going on. And he has used her. I've seen, you know, Kate and I have talked after her, the arrest and things, and she told me what went on in the jail cell, all of these kinds of things. It didn't diminish her one bit. It it encouraged her that God had come alongside her that he had protected her, that he had put her in touch with people like uh, Kevin and Dr. Kaufman and you, Carrie, and, and and other people who had come alongside her, encouraged her, who had uh, strengthened her, who had prayed for her, who stood by her side. This is the God we're talking about, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you know, the guy, the, the God who, who went and parted the Red Sea so his people could cross over and then destroyed the enemies, and they didn't have to do anything except just follow him. Um, Kate, do you want to take time just to speak about that? Just for a moment.
2: The
1: the radio show. Yeah. Well, well, just what, just what's happened in the, in the past year, because you and I, let me, let me kick back over here. You and I, uh, met through Rachel seller down there in Florida and I saw your video. We had you on the show. I said, we ought to have you on the show because, you know, this stuff about nutrition and things like this, I, I love having you on because I learned stuff about it too. That's why I like having guests on because I learned something in the process. And uh, I said, let's have you on. You said, yeah, let's do that. And then immediately they were looking to distance himself from you, fire you, you know, drag your name through the mud and all this stuff. And then you came on, you've been on every Saturday since, but just kind of encourage the people with what... You know a short testimony of what God's done in your life and how He's used you to impact the people of your own country and around the world.
2: Well, I I've learned one thing, and no matter what's ever happened to me, particularly the turning point for me was getting cancer. Is um, my greatest fears never ever came to fruition? And when you ask God, God loves us; He wants us all to be happy. And when we ask it's, it's given. And for every single thing that's happened to me that at the time I might have thought that was a bit hair raising, um, something so much better has come along after it. Now I'll just give you little examples. You know, I, um, I, I got kicked off that local radio that I'd been on for three and a half, four years. And I got on your show every week, which is much bigger. It's much better. I've met so many more people um, my laptop was really old and the police took it and and I couldn't really afford a new one at that time. And a wonderful, wonderful Christian couple um, wired me money to, and, and I'm now, my, my actual iPad is sitting on the top of a brand new Mac Book Pro that arrived today. And, and you know, this Amen. is wonderful because it allows me to continue my work and some. Um, I've met amazing people. I've met Kevin and I'm working with Kevin and Kevin was the, the missing piece for me uh, to do what I always wanted to do was to push out this old system. And now together we're going to try. Well, we're going to do it. We're going to achieve it because God is with us. I've had my own family um, approached my son and used. And that same reporter has now come forward and wants to do something once she's doing something with me. Every single thing that's happened to me, no matter what it is, there's always been something better come along afterwards because God has me. He has me. I know he has me. I trust that. I trust it. And I always say, you know, there's nothing to fear but fear itself because ultimately, before we even are uh, put inside our mother, God knows every hair on our head. He knows. He decides ultimately when we die. So whatever fight that I'm put in, he knows I can handle it. Sometimes he stretches me. Uh, he never gives us more than we can handle. And that's exactly what's happened to me. I've had friends really betray me and deceive me. But wow, have I made friends like I could never imagine. And um, the the people that are coming in front of me that are are challenging me, challenging me in a good way as well. So. I trust. I really trust. I trust in in the one true King, and and I know, as Carrie said, the battle's already been won. It's already been won. Mm-hmm. So the outcome, we know what the outcome's going to be. And when you have that moment when you feel the Holy Spirit enter you, that discernment, whatever you want to call it, oh, oh God, is it just it, it it's empowering because. Because you know, you know, you're not on your own. You're never on your own. I'm never lonely. I have my chihuahuas anyway, my cats. But it all comes and And, and and uh, you know, I it, I have problems with my my kids are really annoyed at what I've done. They're embarrassed. They're embarrassed at what their brother's done. It's caused a big split and divide. But I know it's all going to come right because God wants it to. It will all come right in the end. And people need to trust in that. And... Uh, And they need to stop listening to the devil. The devil, honestly, the devil always wants you to look back. He wants you to look back. They're trying to trick you. They're using, it's okay to use the devil's tools to beat them. These are the devil's tools. And you use it right now to beat them. But um, everything comes good. I've been so blessed, so utterly blessed. And I have this silly person sends me emails going, you've lost everything. You've lost Tropic. That's a brand of skincare and makeup, which... It wasn't as clean as what they said. Good, it's gone. You've lost the NMC. The NMC, by being called in front of the Nursing and Midwifery Council, I, I discovered that they were taken over by the government in two thousand and one. They're just pimping for pharma. They're just harming the public. So, when you sign up as a nurse, who do you think you're working for? Do you think you're you're advocating for the patient? Absolutely not. It's just lip service. So they did me a favour. They did me a huge favour. And once it. Gone. It's empowering. It's empowering to be free of it. Um, you know. Oh, you've been kicked off Facebook. Really? Have I? Medical revolutionaries. Um, everything they try to do, they can't win. The devil is so small, and our Creator is so big, so big. Uh, you can't win. And when you have, it, you have it all within you. You have it all within you. So thanks, thanks for all of it amen
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i i agree amen uh let me bring uh kevin back in here because i let me find my uh, thing where i'm turning the mic just want to ask you guys real quickly uh because i don't know who has to go or what but i made time because i went ahead and posted a lot of stuff up to lunch just to make sure but one of the things i want to ask is is this you know um kate when we first met it was because you were you put the theory out there that boy. Well, here's 5G, it was in Wuhan. This is where they're saying these things are going on. And you know 5G, except for some guys, I think over at Activist Post, there's a guy by the name of Ben Frank. He writes on that daily several things about what countries are doing, what counties are doing, all of this kind of stuff. And we haven't really heard a lot of people bring that back into the picture. And I think Kerry, uh, you sent me something the other last night on India, their mysterious illness. Yeah. And um several hundred people there and I've asked you that they have 5G. So I I wanted to see maybe uh, Kevin uh, we've we've kind of made the rounds here. I don't know if you want to speak to it or Carrie or Kate, whichever one you guys feel free to chime in there. Ha, have you discovered anything else as far as where 5G might might even be something that needs that some people really need to look at as far as what's being rolled out here. And uh, because I do believe that there are people getting sick from something. Um, we had somebody the other day say, and I think my dad mentioned it, um, because him and my mom got sick with something here recently. And he made mention of um, uh, somebody that he knew lost their sense of smell and their sense of taste for a few mm. weeks. And it was very odd. And then I heard another gentleman uh, Brian from High Impact Flicks, he was saying somebody he knew had that, and he tied that over to the 5G kind of uh, uh, stuff there. Do one of you guys want to hit on that?
2: There's a patent. There is actually a patent on a frequency that when you hit with it, you lose your hearing instantly. There's an actual patent, and the the growler, which is um, a weapon, when when 5G is used. At the upper frequency, it's very similar to the army's weapon, the growler, which, when fired from an aircraft or from a vehicle, takes out all physiological and neurological life. So it's very real; it's there, and there's been masses of studies done on it, um, and it's been used at the lower frequencies for crowd control. But when I discovered that patent, it takes out your hearing, and what I've noticed is every single symptom of this virus um, is it matches. I actually did it on an interview. I wrote down all the um, symptoms of uh, electromagnetic pulse radiation all the symptoms of this COVID-19, and then a lot of the symptoms, what they're discussing in the vaccine. What a surprise. They all join. They all kind of coexist together so that when everyone gets sick, they can go, oh, it's the virus. Yeah, it's the, the virus. That's, that's what it. they're going to say.
4: Well, we're already inhaling nanoparticles. We've been doing that for a long, long time. We've already ingested them. We've inhaled them. So we already have some of that in there. But the vaccine, I think why it's so important for them to give this to us, it's a payload. It's called a payload. They've been doing this inhalation thing, and they can't get enough of it to really us over the edge where we're totally controlled so the payload could come through this hydrogel material and yes it is in the Pfizer vaccine okay they have all the ingredients in there so if they get the payload they get that uh, that uh, material enough in us then they can just keep us maintained by the inhalation method and then they just program we're just little computer program software and so you could do that by frequencies impulses etc. And that's where that five G or smart devices all come into play. So that's that's how mm. I see it, Kate. I don't know, Kate or Kevin, if you have a different opinion about that. Yeah, this, the health app, no, the
3: health I, app. I, I, I do I see know. it, you know, I do see it very much like that. And as you know, when you look at the when you pan back from the detail and the cul de sacs and the dead ends, and you pan back the camera in yeah. your mind and you look at it, you know, head on. Is a spiritual attack. It's a spiritual attack on our souls to, to erase our souls, or or indeed to take our souls and to take our souls into this environment, this technocratic environment. But I think also where 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 we need to focus is on that bigger picture. Because if you've got the bigger picture of something. You can fill in the detail and we can get so, you know, we can get so diverted into the details of, oh, the tests or the PCR or whatever. Those are all important. You pan back to the bigger picture and you pan back to the spiritual attack. Then you forward the camera. You can see the cultural attack, social attack, the medical attack. But to pan back, I think, is important to have the, the focus right of the spiritual attack. And that doesn't take long to do. But it took me a bit of time this year to do that because I was coming at this, like a lot of people, we come into this, whatever we want to call this movement or this awake movement or this um, anti-lockdown movement. I don't know what we call it. We come into this through different trajectories, you know, like when you reach a point on a map, you can come at it from different roads. And we've come at it through, I came at it through healthcare, medical testing, PCR, which i looked at 25 years ago. And that's one direction. And I arrived at this site from that direction, but I found people coming in from 5G, from vaccination. I was thinking, how come they haven't come the same road as me? We've come at this from different roads. And I, I, I sort of was thinking about this for quite a while. And then I started talking to people like Kate, Piers Corbyn, other activists, Mark Steele, and other colleagues, Naz Nasoon and, and Elle, all these people who've been involved, and marvellous people who've been involved in, been involved in this, this movement. And they've come at it from different directions. But when you look at it as a whole, this is what I, my analysis is leading to, has led me to, The spiritual attack, and you know, I think that that is the most pernicious, most malevolent, and I struggle to find another word. It's the most evil part of it, because that is, you know, our our essence. Really, is our spiritual nature. I I believe, and I think that, and one can make all sorts of New Testament biblical comparisons, and they're all absolutely true. They're all absolutely there. And, you know, the, the scriptures give us this information, this data, this, this knowledge. And, and like the medical knowledge or the 5G knowledge or something, we can put it to one side at our own peril, you know. And what I would say about 5G is this, that the evidence was there. Look, with radiation exposure, scientists have been banging on about it for 40, 50 years, and it's all been ignored like the stuff about the tests and the vaccines have been ignored. And that's to our peril. And people now are rediscovering this information, knowing it's out there. And because the mainstream have blocked it, the powerful vested interests like the telecoms industry have blocked it, like the pharma industry have blocked the truth about vaccines and drugs. It's all the same. It's a spectrum of corruption that runs right across all these themes, these detailed issues which if we go into in depth all the time become a cul-de-sac pull back and focus on the spiritual attack that's what my message is really
1: yeah i see that too kevin um just you know it reminds me we're talking about the spiritual issue that we deal with back in the book of isaiah there's um the the words that go out to the king of babylon but the words go past him to the power behind him, working behind him. Uh, "'How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? "'How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. "'For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. "'I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. "'I will sit on the mount of the congregation on the farther sides of the north. "'I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. "'I will be like the Most High.'" Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol to the lowest depths of the pit. And then he says this, Those who see you will gaze at you and consider you, saying, Is this the man who made the earth tremble, who shook the kingdoms, who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed its cities, who did not open the house of the prisoners? Is this, In other words, is this the one that has deceived the nations? Now, this is obviously back in the time of um, of Babylon there. But it's interesting to me that one he calls him Lucifer. Now we talked about this before—the Lucifer race and the Luciferin and, and the the bioluminescence and, and things of that nature to mark. And and by the way, Carrie, it was interesting. I read a, uh, there was a surgeon or something. You know, he was trying to discredit you, and um, he was talking about that. And he says, "Well, this isn't permanent. It just lasts five years." And I'm like, "Well, five years is an eternity now to to mark people to trace them." to see these kinds of things. Yeah. And now that, that's incredible to me that somebody can sit there and say, yeah, this is just fine to have. Don't worry about it. It's in your body for this long. Well, if it's in there that long, how much, I mean, how does he know that it, that it's not there longer? How does he know this time frame of five years? And then it's out because uh, we had uh, brand Thornton on with captain Carl this past week. And after the show, we were talking, I don't, I don't want to give a whole bunch of stuff, but, but he had a member of a family and they had vaccines and it caused some severe autism. And he was talking about the heavy metals getting up in the brain. And he said they used something called mud. And I don't think he meant it like, you know, mud, like dirt water kind of thing, but they used that to pull the heavy metals out. And there was this tremendous transformation, uh, in this family member that he had. And if that's happening with that, what about this other stuff that's going on? The the other uh, stuff that you you made mention of it. He this other uh, doctor tried to uh, discredit you by saying these things that we looked at because you sent me the um, the documentation on the Pfizer uh, vaccine that shows exactly what's in there and these these uh, these hydrogels. All this stuff is in there, and he was nice. saying they're not in there. And I'm like, well, it's on the paper. <laughs>
4: It's in there. It's absolutely in there. They just don't call it hydrogel. They're using the long chemical moiety names. Um, but if you do your research and you, you got to dig in there, but you're going to find it's hydrogel. Okay, and it has many different mechanisms and methods of action. And they're purposely lying to us about the about what it's doing with Pfizer itself. We're cryo freezing substance. This is insane. It is not just for the modified messenger RNA. They are lying. We don't need to cryo freeze that yes, it has to be cold, but not that cold. But now if you bring in this bio nano organism. I mean, it's, it's alive, but not alive. So it's kind of an organism that has to stay in stasis. Okay. Because that thing can reproduce and grow. Isn't that not uh, that that's actually very concerning. Also, they do have to keep it really cold, just because they're using a kind of hydrogel that has to stay liquefied because it's got to be pushed through a syringe, which is a mechanical stress, and it has to be liquefied. But yet they want it to get into that gel-like scaffolding state once it's in the human body. That should also alarm all of us because they want it to be in a form. It's not just a regular vaccine, guys, where you push in this liquid. It actually will then come together, reform itself into the scaffolding structure, okay? And they do admit that. So there's a special uh, hydrogel that does that, and that is uh, known to be stable for a in quote unquote long time. They don't even give us a, a, a deadline. However, we know by Fauci and everybody else, they plan on giving us vaccines for eternity. And I told you, uh, Dr. Craig Venter said the the future of all uh, primary care physicians is obsolete in my lifetime. We've been told that many, many times. There will not be any doctors like me left. They plan to uh, substitute us with just, uh, you know, really uh, automation uh, AI and that all of our medicines would really be downloaded. We would have really just, in essence, vaccines as our medicines and they would be downloaded. This is the plan for us. I'm not saying we will get there, but that's why they need this payload. That's why they need this kind of structure inside of us. And so what, and just so you know, when we were looking at in these meetings, the luciferase and the neon green, what it was really used for was to actually tag and track each cell as it was successfully transfected, meaning the transformation of a cell. So what would happen, let's say they wanted to change something inside of a mouse. Um, Let me give you the example they gave us. Okay. So they said by CRISPR technology, where you're cutting out some DNA and replacing it with another one, they could actually take, let's say an earthworm and, you know, by the vector going in, you could actually change the genetic code to a fruit fly. So on the outside, it looks like an earthworm on the inside. It is a fruit fly. They said they could do that to any organism. Now, how do they prove it easily? They would use this tag, which would light up So as each cell was successfully transfected and changed to another organism's genome, then you could see it light up. And then they would know how successful they were with their transfection. To me, that's really what they're trying to do. How many cells have been changed over to their new cell transfection? Um, So what you do is you'd get more vaccines or then after the payload is in, you're getting inhalation, okay? And then after you get enough of the inhalation, you're just coding for everything, you know, uh, that's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy that, that this is what they want to do. I don't believe that they can get away with this on a mass scale because we are too powerful. They, they think of us as organic biological beings only, and we are not. We are spiritual, beautiful beings. And yes. that is why we still stand today. And that is why we still go on.
1: Yep, I, I agree. And that is why uh, I often refer back to uh, Bug's Life and a little flick there. Uh, they figure out they've been the slaves to the grasshoppers, and they figure out, wait a minute, there's a lot more of us than there are of them. And that's where they turn the fear from themselves <laughs> onto their oppressors. And you know what? You can only oppress people so long. You really can. And, and they're going, and I think they are trying to incite us. I do think they're trying to incite the people here in the United States. I can speak. And I, th- I think they're trying to do it over the UK too, and across the world. In Australia, it's like light years ahead of what it is here in, in the States. I know that. And so they're trying to do that. But the people, look, in America, and I believe in England as well, the foundations were Christian. And this is where we keep going back to. You know, we have a creator, you know, he gave a law yeah. and mm-hmm. the people that we have who represent us, whether they're in, no matter where they are in government, they're to be ministers of God. This is why still in England, they're called a prime minister. Why are they called that? They're supposed to be a minister of God to execute justice. That's what they're supposed to be doing. They're not doing that. I mean, the guy there now can't even brush his hair. He's not you know, doing the other stuff. And then, of course, the guy we have here brushes his hair a little different, and he can't bring justice either. And so the issue to us is to return to our God. And You know, the Scripture talks about that God's people departing from him wickedly. We need to return to God. That's the first thing. And part of our repentance is we're, we're bringing forth the fruits of that and demanding justice, bringing these people who are acting wickedly, criminally, uh, in a lot of these ways— Uh, causing harm to people, and then they're hiding behind the color of law that somehow they uh, have immunity, that they can produce all these vaccines, and whatever harm comes to people, they're not held accountable to in the least. But I'm telling you what, when the people finally figure out there's a lot more of us than them, they're going to answer for it. And so are the people who were representatives who were supposed to deal with them, uh, who who haven't dealt with them, they're going to answer to the people, and if they, don't an- if they don't answer to us, they're going to answer to God one day, that's for sure. Um, final thoughts from you guys. Uh, Dr. Corbett, go ahead, um, give us your final thoughts, and uh, we'll close out the show here. Final thoughts. Well, quite a
3: lot to think about, really, hasn't <laughs> I um, don't know where to begin, but I would say this, that um, playing God through genetic virology and geneticisation of society is where we're at today. And this is what we're, you know, the SARS-CoV-2 so-called virus, there was no isolates in January. There's no isolated virus from patients when they created the test. And we've blown that apart in the last couple of weeks with the Corman-Drosten Review test retraction letter I've given it to you to put on the website. And what they did, they filled in the gaps that were, that were empty. So they made up the uh, nucleic acid sequences that weren't there. Now, that just that in itself tells you where we're at with this. Well, we have a technology where we can fill in the bits that are missing, fill in the morphology that's not there fill in the form that doesn't exist. And that's the sort of, you know, that's only God can create. God can create and God can take away. If you, if you really understand that truly in your heart of hearts and your mind, then you can see what's wrong here spiritually. Is this, this notion that you can become God-like and do that, with viruses, do that with humans, recreate morphology from one God given creature into another, like Carrie was saying, create a you know, create an ant from a, a worm or vice versa, or, or create a chimera from a human being, as indeed these vaccines are going to do and are doing. And that, that's evil. Because that's evil. I mean, that isn't our right to do that. We cannot act godlike, and if we do, we are culpable, and we will face judgment for that. And I, I understand. I don't just believe, but I understand and believe that this is where we are today, and that's what we're dealing with here. And when one sees it in that way, it becomes actually something that one can fight effectively because we've done it before as well, but also we can fight it effectively because we know and we understand what we're dealing with. And it is, it is the devil, really, in a way. It is, that is the devil we're dealing with, the satanic, whatever you want to call it in your own frame of reference. But that is not our right to do that. We have no ability to do that we have overstepped, and we, people will pay a price for that. People will pay a price for that, and the world will pay a price for it. But we will move through that, I believe, and I understand, into a newer, a different phase. And, 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 and that's what we're, we're working towards and we're praying for.
1: Amen. All right. Uh, tell people where they can find out about your, your writings, Dr. Corbett, uh, real quickly.
3: I just put my name into the internet. I think at the moment, and it's, it's such a if, if Kate is if Kate is the most dangerous woman in the world, then I must be the the male equivalent. But it's my website www.kevinpcorver.com, or I'm on Twitter. I'm on everywhere as whatever you want to believe. Um, but I hope you believe that I'm speaking the
1: truth. Well, I was hoping they would get it straight from the horse's mouth. That's for sure. Uh, Kate, final thoughts from you. Most dangerous woman in the world. I know
2: that's (laughs) me. Uh, uh, Well, everything, you know, we, we have everything there. We don't need to rely on this medical system. Someone actually said to me today, you know, X-ray had saved lots of lives. No, it hasn't. It's iatrogenic. What you have is the whole medical system looking over here at the blood results, the x-rays, the scan pictures, telling that this chemotherapy drug is a success because your tumour is shrinking. And yet over here, you're so toxic, you're dying. Mm-hmm. And, and you do then die. But it will indeed go in the research as that drug was a success because even though you're, you're dead, your tumour shrank. And that's fact. So really, uh, a good measure of how you are doing is are you well? Are you happy? Are you healthy? Are you disease free? And the only way to be that is to, is to say you're meant to live. And it's not to go down McDonald's and eat all the garbage of the day. There's nothing edible in that stuff. Sue me, prove it. Um, But it's to eat what, what you're meant to eat. You will not need the majority of this, what they call healthcare in the kill if you live and the way you're meant to. So that means clean air, clean water, clean food, nutrient-dense organic food, make it your priority like it was after the war. It was 70% of them was food. Now it's not everyone wants the latest food, uh, latest car, latest holiday. And you can find um, us, Dr. Kevin Corbett and I, the medical revolutionaries all over the place. If you put in the medical revolutionaries on these social media, you'll find us till the little minions complain about us and get us kicked off. I now have my new Mac, which I'll be loading up tonight. and, and Doing my videos and you can soon find me everywhere. Again, I am on BitShoot and brand new YouTube. So I'll be putting loading up all my videos again. We won't stop. We won't go away. I am literally the rash. I am like a rash. I'm just going to keep being there and coming back. So and of course, I'm on here, Sons of Liberty. And that's just it, folks. If you stay in the light, nothing can get can get rid of you because God gave us light. He gave us the sun, he gave us light. And that's it. You stay in all of what is good and you won't disappear.
1: Amen. Amen. Uh, Dr. Made.
4: I just want to say that I, I love being on this panel. I love you guys. I, I respect you. And I, I think it's an honor being here. And my last word of advice for everybody is start standing for something you believe in and start standing up for your fellow neighbor, your family member, the person at work, what is right in the world. One time, do it. Do it one time. And if we all did it one time, wow, would we see a change in the world? Because I told Kate the other day, and I I am serious and Kevin for you too, if something happened to you guys, any way I can get there, I will get there to you. I will fly there and I will stand for you. I will scream from the rooftops. I will do anything on social media for you because I make that pledge to you and Tim you too. I, like I appreciate it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I you know I I was joking uh last night I said uh I was letting people know we're going to have the Kate, the Kevin and the carrie show and I'm just going to be the butler. Um and then we got Andrew uh came on and that kind of threw that off but I'm glad he was able to join us too and uh, that's that's a standing um offer for any of you guys you have something that needs to get out uh, you're getting in trouble with whatever. Uh, I, I've said, just let me know. We'll work you into the show where you can speak out, where you have a voice. Yeah, I know you guys are over in the UK, Kevin and Kate, but <clears throat> you have a tremendous way of sharing stuff. Uh, I was telling you about having Lee Garrett on, this young man, uh, a husband and a father, and is you know he's went after the pedophiles and and now he's he's uncovering the fact that they're within the, the police force. They're within the authorities that are there. And now they've all turned on him. And I said, brother, anytime you need it, that you need, to, you need a voice, get on there. And he's got a big following. The, the same thing applies to you guys. If you need to get it out there, that's what we're here for. The Sons of Liberty back people who go out and do the stuff. They're not just saying, hey, you know, such and such ought to happen. You're out there doing it. You're living it. And uh, and we want to always give you guys that kind of a platform. If you guys will give me about uh, ten seconds here after I close out the show to kind of kill the stream, um, we'll say our departures for uh, for here for Saturday. Guys who are in the chat room, thank you everybody for being here. Man, a lot of people in the chat today across a lot of different platforms. Sorry we had to go off of YouTube, but you know what? I'm really not interested in giving any support to people who want to uh, put some of the junk out that they put out on the platform and then kill people who are going to come and, and tell you the truth. They're, they're going to show you the documents. I, I already set it up yesterday. I'll have that in the archive today. A lot of the documents uh, that, that we talked about are in that yesterday's uh, archive of the show. And even some things now, I think uh, Dr. Corbett has sent me some stuff in chat, which I didn't bring up because I didn't want it all over the screen here. Uh, I'm going to pull those up. Each of their websites or ways to contact them will also be in the archive so that if you want to follow further what they're doing, what they're saying, or any of this kind of stuff, you'll be able to do that. And of course, Sons of Liberty Media, uh, you'll be able to uh, catch Bradley, 3 p.m. this afternoon. Again, that postage, I'm just going to leave it up there. You can click on it. If you want to chat in the Twitch, I think there's a way to do that off of that video feed. You can click on it kind of like you do YouTube, I think. And there is a Twitch chat, but I know some of you guys went to DLive, which has a a tremendous video feed. I mean, it is crystal clear over there. Some of you guys talked about Periscope as well. Very clear. Uh, I've just watched it off of DLive, and it's really clear. Uh, We appreciate you guys joining us this morning. Kate, Kevin, Carrie. thank you so much for your time, and uh, guys, have a great weekend. Don't forget to catch Bradley at 3, and Lord willing, we'll talk to you 6 a.m. Eastern time on Monday morning. See ya.